0: Let's do this. Um, uh, well, full disclosure, fork buddies, we're gonna take a break to eat real quick. We just spent two plus hours talking about East Side story. I know the, I feel like we've the already fantastic squeeze album for album infinitum.
1: I feel like we got all of our conver- you know our post our, our pre discussion out of the way with
0: We kinda did, didn't yeah. we? Yeah. But yeah, so which is why we're going to take a break for lunch. But podcast recording waits for no delivery driver. So (laughs) (laughs) Uh, this is welcome to What the Fork. I'm Jared. I'm Jason. And uh, and the way we go, hey, we're talking about episode eighteen existential crisis. I just created the Instagram. So let's discuss. Yeah. Also at What the Fork Pod. What the Fork Pod. Nice. We We now have links to all the particulars. Sweet
1: and so link to me. I have a private account because I didn't want uh, people who put on fake music festivals to <laughs> taunt me or my children. Oh no, that's on the Instagram. So that seems good. Good idea. Yeah, that seems like a good idea. And so that's why I did.
0: <laughs> In fact, I should probably get on here now and follow what the Fork pot.
1: We're following you, Jared.
0: Well, now, now Hoot and Waddle is following its own show. So yeah. it gets, I, I, can I tell you, I will be very happy to have a social media account that I don't have to manage because <laughs> it's like, talk about existential crisis. I, I end up talking to myself through the various media accounts uh, and it gets, it gets a little
1: nuts. If you're expecting grand things from me uh, and, or in general from this Instagram account,
0: Hey, you know Maybe. what? If you post regularly, I'll be happy with that.
1: You, you may get at least one or two a day. I don't know. It's going to be just... It's really just going to I would sell for one or two a week. <laughs> <laughs> it's really just going to be memes that I probably shouldn't be posting anyway so as not to draw attention to NBC and there, I You know what? I end up... I, t-
0: I tag them all the time in... Uh, in um, Twitter. Mm -hmm. And I think that there that probably in the current climate of popular culture, there we're certainly not the only podcast to unofficially discuss a an intellectual property. That's true. You know, these recap shows, they all end up falling under uh like academic discussion kind of thing, right? Or Mm -hmm. that sort of thing. And it's also all publicity for those properties that's true think of all the people who are now watching the good place who had not watched it
1: before simply because you and i exactly it.
0: because we are we are taste makers. yes <laughs> <laughs> oh boy i don't i i don't even think that for a second to be honest um but yes so Existential crisis, or yeah, and it's uh, a singular crisis, one crisis, not crises. I like this episode a lot. I,
1: I like it again. I, it, um, as we were discussing off mic, it reminded me of the season opener of season two, Cheers, mm. where um, Sam Malone, uh, alcoholic, goes back on the wagon mm-hmm. and uh, does some very silly, crazy things.
0: Well, he gets well. He gets on the alcoholism wagon. He falls yeah. off the sober wagon. <laughs> yeah, he falls off the sober wagon. Gets back
1: on the. uh gets back on. The he jumps trains. Force. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and uh, rides headlong into Crazy Island.
0: <laughs> uh, we do get some crazy Michael here, uh, mm. but I I love this episode because of of um, of Ted Danson's performance in it. Uh, that that completely makes this episode for me, um, and because and we can we can I guess talk more about it as we're we're going through the episode, but it's a pretty it's it's on fast forward, but it's a a pretty typical uh, midlife crisis.
1: Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. As someone who is forty-one and now have a son, desired to get a tattoo. I mean... <laughs> Uh,
0: You know what? I have been wanting to get a tattoo of some sort for a really long time, but I have never been willing to commit to one image on my body forever. I've already picked mine out.
1: Like, it finally hit me.
0: Yeah? Yeah. Well, that's weird because it hit me too. Yeah. Not what yours was, but what mine would be. Yeah. Well, what's yours going to be? Mine is going to be related to The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Okay. I want the number 42 and I want the little green guy from the classic covers. Mm-hmm. Um at least the classic American covers, because I think the British covers were different. But I want that fun green alien guy and um probably something on there about life, the universe, and everything.
1: Okay. I decided I'm gonna get the uh Aladdin Sane lightning bolt. Oh. And I already know where I'm gonna put it too, it'd just be like on like my wrist. Just noticeable.
0: Not a tramp stamp? No, no. <laughs> No, sir. So, um, yeah, I was thinking my forearm. I don't want any, I don't want like a whole, uh, again, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to relate something to The Simpsons. I don't want the whole hellfish thing. I don't <laughs> want the Grandpa Simpson, like, you know, you've seen the hellfish episode, right? Yeah, I think, what's. Okay, so the hellfish episode, the fighting hellfish, it's the story of the, um, back in World War Two. um, I think it was World War Two. Was it World War One? I? I think it was World War Two. The um, you know how time is amorphous in The Simpsons, anyway. Yeah. So I think Grandpa fought in all the major of historical wars, did. but um, there was the the fighting hellfish was a a like are basically it was like Inglorious Bastards before Inglorious Bastards. <laughs> I just thought about that, but that totally kind of parallel. Anyway, they're not scalping Nazis, um, but they did like run across uh, some. Paintings, right? Some uh-huh. like priceless paintings, and like monuments, Ben. So yeah, yeah, kind of okay. like that, exactly. And um, uh, like there, there's this pact, right? That um, they like they they stash them away, bury them somewhere, and um, nobody gets access to them uh, and, until there's just one of them left alive. Oh, I,
1: I haven't. I'm familiar with the episode, mm-hmm. um, but I haven't, I wouldn't know it enough to reference it. I,
0: that's one of my favorites. And okay. uh, Anyway, so so Grandpa Simpson, and he like, tell he, he's, it's like, it's his Grandpa Who's Cried Wolf episode, right? Because he has yeah. all these outlandish tales and nobody believes him about anything anymore. And so he tells this story to Bart and Bart doesn't believe him. And, um, and, uh, it's a good Bart Grandpa episode. But anyway, so Grandpa shows him this tattoo on his arm and um and like h- h- the reveal of it is, "Well, then why do I have this?" And then Bart's like, like some wrinkly old tattoo Cause it's all and so he like has to stretch out the skin on his bicep to show that it's the fighting hellfish symbol. And like, I don't want the fighting hellfish symbol situation. So, I figure my Forearm is probably not going to wrinkle a whole bunch. I'll get it there.
1: Speaking of the Simpsons, are you watching the episode with Marin?
0: I listened to the Yardley Smith uh, episode. I, that was a really good interview, and uh-huh. the um, but I did not super dig the uh, the interview with Krusty.
1: I enjoyed the whispering the. White <laughs> <Fox Jones>. yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. What? <laughs> so I, I don't know. It'll be interesting. I, it's like the Simpsons take on podcasting now, just because they haven't. Uh, you know, there's not. Um, they they eventually have to get to everything in popular culture. Uh-huh. So I. I don't know. I'm skeptical about it. I'll probably watch the episode because it's Marin and because Mm -hmm. it's the Simpsons, but I haven't seen a new episode in so long. Neither have I, but it was funny in that interview, which
1: I know this week between on Marin between everything with Buster and Oh yeah. And, um, of course, and then, uh, Yardley's like gut punch of an interview. Yeah. Um, like I can't believe twice like Miren almost made me cry.
0: <laughs> it was it thought. was rough. I the Buster Kitten drama, I, I have to say, it made me it, it mm-hmm. got me.
1: But she kinda confirmed my theory about maybe why The Simpsons like everyone thinks it's it's like Saturday Night Live. Everyone thinks it's in decline mm-hmm. because everyone's used to this time period in, in the show. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think actually in Saturday Night Live's case, it's actually real this time. <laughs> <laughs> um but she can kind of confirm, from like, yeah, there are these people writers that we had that aspired to writing on The Simpsons,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and now they and they thought they never could, but now they are. Mm-hmm. And yes, they do have like this rotating time that where people come back, like all, the old writers, but like it can maybe explain to maybe why some people think it's in decline because it's the writers who originally started out were smart guys, like they went to Harvard, they. Mm-hmm did all these things and then and i'm sure that's the case with the writers now it's just they always had this aspiration whereas yeah like maybe now it i think it maybe kind of puts you on mindset like i aspire to write in the show and now i write it whereas i'm just creating this funny satire thing For,
0: yeah well and it's interesting too i i guess like I, like I said i haven't watched uh, new episodes, really, but they talked about, or early talked about having writers come back. Like, mm-hmm. writers will go off and do their own thing for a while and then they'll come back into the fold. And I've heard that there are several, like, golden periods throughout. Like, there'll be, you know, they'll be bad for a while and then they'll have a few seasons in a row where they're great again, and I don't mm-hmm. know. It's a lot to catch up on, so maybe yeah. someday. Maybe someday. But I might, it's this Sunday, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I... I from what I'm to
1: understand, it's a Sunday, which in podcast land, it's like two weeks ago.
0: Yeah. Well, and maybe I, The Simpsons is on Hulu, right? The new episodes. Yeah. So well, it's usually on there the day after. I'll probably watch it Monday. Yeah.
1: It'll be something to kill. It'll be something to watch
0: after Bob's Burgers.
1: Because we, we usually watch Bob's Burgers. And then you um, skip out on The Simpsons? We skip out on The Simpsons.
0: Huh. If I was already watching Bob's Burgers live. No, we're not, we don't watch oh, Bob's Burgers live. We
1: watch on Hulu the next day. Gotcha. You know, I'll just, and then I'll work on I'm something. I'm way
0: behind there. on Bob's Burgers, too. I'm at least, I'm probably two seasons behind on Bob's. Well, Bob's is
1: on a stride this year.
0: Is it? Yeah, it really is. Cool. So, back to the good place. <laughs> yes. Um, you know what? As far as digressions go, that wasn't bad for us. No. Um, see what you did there. Yeah, a good segue. Okay, let's get into the episode. Existential crisis. There are just I I like this. There are a lot of good points that I enjoyed about it. Um, Well, we'll get to them as they come. In addition to Michael being part being incorporated as part of the gang, I Mm. like I like how they're they're pulling him into it, and how there's still some skepticism, definitely on Eleanor's part. And how you know he's he's having to to fit in and 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 learn what being human is, mm-hmm. um, so and then also the whole thing with Vicky. Oh God <laughs> Vicky
2: You gotta admit things are going pretty well since I took over.
3: Certainly a lot smoother lately. And based on my surveillance, our four humans don't suspect anything.
2: Yeah, because we're killing it. <laughs> you
3: sure are. Here are the torture ideas you asked me to write up for next week.
2: Ugh, so long. You're not supposed to be torturing me. From now on, make all your memos one page max with pictures. Also, Winston over here already came up okay, with a so sick idea for how to torture Tom.
0: She's like that, a how much? Executive. Of the, I was gonna say. How much of that did did it hurt you from like an editor perspective, like or from a writer sending stuff in? You know what? It doesn't hurt me. Like when I get feedback,
1: I welcome feedback. Okay. Um, mainly just when I submit something, I'm never sure how it's going to get taken. Mm-hmm. So when I hear something good or bad, like it's just I take it as just like notes. It was. Um, When I first got notes back, Mm -hmm. like it was a little jarring at first because most of the time when I started out, I never got notes back. Um, So when it happened, like I was like, it's just really jarring. Like, oh god, this person doesn't like it. And I realized, no, they're making it better. Whereas Vicky is just like some studio executive who's like,
0: yeah, you made this really great and complex work, and um, I'm sure that that that's. Whoever wrote this episode, um, which I suppose I could look up, but whoever wrote this episode uh, probably had faced that before. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they
4: Honey, tell him, babe. We're going to have Tahani throw a party for Gunner's birthday, but no one will show up because we'll also be throwing a party, and it'll be way better.
3: Boom! <laughs>
4: Where do you get these incredible ideas? That one just came to me.
5: It just like popped right into my noodle. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So that's their plan. This doesn't seem so bad. Yeah,
3: it really tugs my nuggets. I worked so hard (laughs) on.
0: It's like he couldn't say, "Yeah, basic." Yeah. Andrew Law was the writer for this episode, but um, I I like Michael's creative. Like <laughs> euphemisms and so forth. He, he uh, last episode it was chaps my nips. Yeah, this was tugs my nuggets. yeah, Like you can say, <laughs> just just say you're basic. Doing uh-huh. Eleanor say you're basic. Eleanor. Yeah.
3: My torture ideas and theirs are so basic. These millennials they have no work ethic. Oh, sorry. Uh, a millennial is someone who's only been torturing people for a thousand years. Millennial. <laughs>
0: I like that. Yeah. I,
1: I like his these millennials have no work ethic. Yeah. It, seemed, it seemed obvious to me. I
0: o I don't know, I just just
1: oh. You didn't like
0: him you didn't like him demon splaining? Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we should call you demon Well
3: I mean it's not really accurate. And we consider it to be a little Sorry, racist, I just but it's fine. Mean.
6: Well, um, let's start our first lesson. Honey and Jason will have to make it up since they're both off being fake tortures. Yes. All right.
3: Well, I've read everything on your syllabus, and how do I put this delicately?
6: It's all stupid garbage. Look, <laughs> we have to start somewhere, so... How about Socrates?
3: All right, all right, all right. Let me just get into the mindset of a human. Oh, oh, I'm a human, and my breathing tube is next to my eating tube. Oh, and look, my arms end in stupid little
5: sticks. Okay. (laughs) Proceed. (laughs) Good.
7: This is so depressing. (laughs) All right.
5: It's where you're best at. Just like I'm the best at getting empty water bottles to stay on the roof of a pizza hut.
7: You know what? I am the best at planning parties. Vicky may be some demonic torturer from the netherworld, but does she have taste, sophistication and encyclopedic knowledge of traditional and avant garde Belgian floral design?
5: Yes, she does. No, (laughs) she doesn't.
7: What if I throw a party that is so amazing that it's actually better than the party that's supposed to win when they realize they could have come to my party? They'll be sad. I won't be sad. They'll be sad, Janet. (laughs) Hey there. Janet, when I turned 18, I knelt in front of Princess Grace's dress mausoleum and I swore to uphold the hostess code. I, <laughs> Tahani Aljamil, shall do my level best to make every event too much. Model tonight's decor after my 2008 fundraiser for the Red Cross in Zurich. No, 2007. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: So what do you think the hostess code consists of other than too
0: much? Other than too much. Um, I don't know. Yeah. To always be the one with the is
1: Yeah. Princess Grace's mausoleum. Dress
0: mausoleum. Dress mausoleum. Right? Right. mausoleum yes. Wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So I, I think here, and I could be wrong. But I have a copy of, shoot, is it The Myth of Sisyphus? I have some uh, collection of Camus' philosophical writings, and I'm pretty sure that that's the cover of it right there. The one with the... The the black and white. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so it's a little irritating to me later, continuity-wise, when Chidi says he's going to go get some Camus. (laughs) It's right there on the table.
2: Man, Michael is not into your class. Right now, I'm the best student. I'm going to be the velociraptor.
6: You trying to say valedictorian?
2: No. Look, dude, this isn't your fault. (laughs) You've been teaching him ethics for half an hour, and he's been evil since the beginning of time.
6: Oh, Maybe the reason Michael can't latch on to the ideas is because he's immortal. Look, if if you live forever, then ethics don't matter to you because basically there's no consequences for your actions. You tell a lie, who cares? Wait a few trillion years, the guilt will fade. Before I can (laughs) teach Michael to be good, I have to force him to think about what we used to think about. That life has an end and therefore our actions have meaning.
2: That's what you used to think about? I used to think about how it's weird. They don't make pants that are just one big pant leg for both your legs.
6: You mean a skirt?
2: <laughs> no. <laughs> You're not getting it, and my thing is different, so shut up.
6: <laughs>
0: now, yes, you mean a skirt. That's <laughs> It's lines like that that make me love this episode. <laughs> now, there is, I is... We've already had... A link to, based on, on tattoo conversation, mm-hmm. to the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Now here, and I have to look it up, unfortunately. So give me just a moment. I did have something
1: written in here, too, at some point um, about absurdity. Because um, it kind of tied into... Um, I remember we were... Talking about uh, Mr. Ayers's PowerPoint presentation in front of yes. Boone John Malkovich mm-hmm. and how it ties into his worldview. And as I prepare to uh, undertake Mr. David Foster Wallace. You're really going to go for it, I eh? I bought the book, man. It's going to happen.
0: Ah, yes. Okay, so there it is. In uh, in the third Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy book, mm-hmm. Life, the Universe, and Everything, from 1982, mm-hmm. the year of my birth, uh, he introduces readers to Wow ba- Bagger the Infinitely Prolonged. <laughs> and Wow Bagger the Infinitely Prolonged is an immortal being. If I recall correctly, it's something, there was an accident with a liquid lunch and a rubber band or something like that, <laughs> and uh, it's... Uh, Yes. Anyway, um, so it's it, basically this guy. He gets bored with being immortal for a while. Like at first, it's fun. Like he tries to think of all sorts of instant or, or uh, interesting and funny ways, ridiculous ways to like kill himself and can't obviously. And so he has fun with it for a while. But then he gets bored because he's immortal, like Bill Murray and uh-huh. Groundhog Day. Sure. <laughs> um, and uh, anyway, the. One, the thing that he decides to do is to one by one um, personally insult every being in the universe. And not only do that, but do it alphabetically. <laughs> 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 and so in order to do this like he invents himself a time machine and like a time machine time traveling spaceship whatever and the joke being that he gets to uh to arthur dent um and uh you know and insults him and then he gets to arthur dent again at some point and he's like wait a second i've insulted you before haven't i but uh anyway it's a funny bit. That's, it made me think of that, um, as far as being an immortal being who, who doesn't think of, you know, you just wait a few trillion years and, and you know, get over it.
6: <laughs> Michael. Yeah. Is there any way that you can die? Yeah. Actually, there is.
3: It's called retirement. It's rare, but when one of us really screws something up.
6: And uh, what happens exactly?
3: Well, it's fairly straightforward. My essence would be scooped out of my body with a flaming ladle, and every
6: molecule
3: in my body would be placed on the surface of a different sun.
6: Sure. So is, is that what would happen if your boss found out that you defected to our side? Yeah. Okay, so that might actually happen. And if it did, there would be no more Michael. Think about that for a second. Imagine being retired. Everyone else is here, but you? Poof gone nothingness inky black void duns okay I'll think about that
0: <laughs>
3: huh so you're saying I would be no me <laughs>
6: <laughs> okay, now we're getting somewhere. That's <laughs> pretty much dude, it. Was like you broke Edward Michael,
1: munch. dude. You broke, yeah. <laughs> the, the the scream, yeah, yeah. That's what I wrote down. Like, has a pretty good uh scream impression, a munch impression, yeah.
0: Um, Edvard Munk, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, um, hey Susu. But yes, I, his performance the realization the, mm. as, it, as it falls over his face is, is fantastic. Once again proving himself a great physical actor, physical comedian mm-hmm. and uh, she's like alright! Yeah! There we Woo! Go. We did it! yeah." <laughs>
6: no, no, this is good he's having an existential crisis it's a, a sort of anguish people go through when they contemplate the silent indifference of our empty universe look, the good news is if he can work through this, it's the first step towards understanding human ethics. And what if he can't? Well, then he'll be a lifeless shell of misery forever, and we're all doomed. Okay. <laughs> I'll be right back. Gonna Go grab some Kamu. It's on the table.
0: <laughs> <But> yeah, <clears throat> I, I, love, uh, I love Michael's Broken Michael. Broken Michael <laughs> is fantastic. Well portrayed, Mr. Ted Danson.
2: Hey, buddy. How you doing? Can I get you a snack? Do you eat? I can never remember. What do you eat? (gasps) Babies? You want me to get you a big fat baby? What flavor baby? (gasps) How about a cool ranch baby? Searching for
3: meaning is philosophical suicide.
2: How does anyone do anything
3: when you understand the fleeting nature of existence?
2: It's pretty easy, man. I mean, you learn about death when you're a kid and it's just not that big a deal.
0: Uh, This is
4: really sad, Eleanor, baby, I have some sad news. Your doggy Max has passed away. Do you know what that means? Well, sometimes when a dog is very old, like five or six or something, he crosses a long rainbow bridge. (laughs) And at the end of that bridge is a beautiful farm with lots of grass and trees and, I don't know, wagons and a (laughs) rainbow. I already said rainbow. The point is, that's where Max is. So, Can we uh, visit him at the farm? Nope.
1: So pretty much, Eleanor's mother mm-hmm. has described My Little Pony Land.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty funny.
1: Where you know, which, um, which we find out as we go on, like the Milo Ponies are in Guam <laughs> because
4: it's very far away in. Guam. It's in Guam. Okay, look, I'm lying. Okay, you caught me. Congratulations. The farm is made up. The bridge is made up. There's no such place as Guam. Your dog, Max, is dead in a duffel bag (laughs) under the deck. How did he die? The short answer is, I don't know. And the slightly longer answer is, I didn't know how hot it gets in cars sometimes. The point is, don't (laughs) be sad. Honestly, I'll get kind of annoyed if you do get sad, because it's been a very long day, and that bitch Carol from work was really on my ass about some stupid thing that I don't even know what it was, and at the end of that long day, I had to use one of my favorite duffel bags (laughs) to do something very gross that I did not like. Now, let's celebrate that dead dog's life by bringing mommy another bottle of white.
1: Oh, geez, I would works. say I
7: did myself, but I'm always this good. So I simply did myself. <sighs> Crazy.
0: I simply did, did myself. myself. Yep. <laughs> yes. So that means uh, two podcasts in the same day. We've talked about masturbation. Yes. You're welcome. Fantastic. Yep. Yep. And Although for you, listener, we're on be- roll with that, aren't we? Well, we yes, we are <laughs> on a roll with masturbation uh, because of the previous episode with Mindy St. Clair. Mm-hmm. Was it the previous one or the one after that? It or was, the one before that? It was the one before that. It was
1: the one before that.
0: Because the last episode was all about Team Cockroach. Yes.
7: thing is Perfect. Red alert. Red alert. We need help. What's wrong with Michael? Uh Uh-oh.
5: I know that. Look, he just snorted a bunch of printer toner. Like, (laughs) listen to me. You have nothing to worry about. You still have around 70% of your brain left. No, no. This is more like a philosophy. (laughs) Okay, so what I
0: want to know is how does does Jason know that it's 70%? (laughs) That's what I mean. That's around 70%. Experience. Somebody has told him. Yes, you still have seventy percent of your brain left if you snorted toner. And if, so, does that mean the toner is responsible for current Jason? It's gotta be.
1: That and, uh Sticky was it Sticky
0: Rick's Love uh, Wing Shack and oh oh yeah, yeah yeah the Whippets and yes well yes well okay so he was left with seventy percent from the printer toner and it's yeah. gone down since probably, <laughs> I mean Florida, yeah. <laughs> Yep, Florida.
2: Basically, Michael just smoked a big bowl of ennui, and now he's having an existential crisis. So, we need to cheer him up.
6: Look at how pretty the restaurant is. Didn't Tahani do a good job?
3: Parties are mere distractions from the relentlessness of entropy. We're all just corpses who haven't yet begun to decay.
0: Yeah. Okay, so I feel this way about parties. Yes. <laughs> and I felt that way about parties prior to this episode. I'm like Michael's spot on here. Now I've um I'm I hate parties.
1: Yes, parties so are the worst. So much. I,
0: it's, it's like well, especially from the standpoint of I'm somebody who doesn't do I'm not a big fan of crowds. Uh-huh. And then Take that to um, being in one where you're supposed to—I don't know—have fun and talk to people, and mm. yeah, it's just, it sounds awful.
1: It's it's my I'm like relenting need to be to seem like the smart a uh, smart guy mm. <laughs> and feel like I have to be entertaining. Like uh, I, see, I don't have that problem. See, it's it's an insecurity I have because I'm
0: insecure by nature i just go in assuming that nobody's going to want to talk to me and mm-hmm. then i'm just going to end up in a corner by myself and so usually... i start off in a corner by myself and mm-hmm. just and then i'm like why isn't anybody talking to me these guys are jerks
1: <laughs> <laughs> last party i went to is like that i just kind of sat on a bench and ate pizza and just kind of sat there and said hi
0: and i'm like i'm gonna go now <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we just brought this way down. I know. Ah, uh, but They're dark mofos, dude.
2: Balloons? What balloons? Okay, we all head over to Vicky's party together. We babysit Michael in shifts so that no one sees he's a catatonic blob.
7: Or oh, you yeah. could just sit tight. The entire party are going to be heading over here soon. Unless I am sorely mistaken.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> take
2: Totally mistaken (laughs) okay bud whatever's going on right now just shove your feelings way down deep plaster on a fake smile and pretend you're having fun okay just like i used to do when someone started talking about their kids (laughs) hey welcome guys wow this is
4: elaborate (laughs)
5: no gunner was an animal rights activist (laughs) so the theme of the party
4: is animals i just
1: go to parties with all eleanors yeah because that's all i do is well because that's what's my life is right now that's mm. pod uh hosting a podcast musicians no one's ever heard of mm-hmm. and my kids uh,
0: i i had that problem at work the other day when i was saying i needed to leave early so i could go interview nels klein <laughs> and so i i started i thought okay maybe my boss isn't going to know who nels klein is so i'll start with wilco mm. and so i'm like have you ever heard of wilco he's like no <laughs> <laughs> Like okay, it's they're a band, great band. I'm gonna talk to one of the musicians. Can I leave early? <laughs> <laughs> I just I, I was like, I don't even, I don't, I, I don't feel like explaining.
1: <laughs> Whereas my boss the other day tried telling me about the secret Jimmy World show mm. on Thursday, as if he were like hitting me with some knowledge, some yeah, like dropping
0: yeah. something on you,
1: or yeah, like yeah, I'm about for. Uh, few hours now <laughs> I, I don't know if you know this but you know i kind of in a little entrenched in the little local music <laughs> industry uh, uh yeah i'm gonna go you gonna go and i'm like two kids man man i feel like a poser <laughs> ah. <laughs> like i mean i want to go but i have to be a father and I'm really happy with that. Actually, it's not doesn't bum me out. I was gonna
0: say your kids are gonna listen to this and be like, "Oh man, he told us about a rainbow bridge where a dog went, and he doesn't even like us."
1: I <laughs> <laughs> I was talking with, I think it was Tyler on Twitter that same day cause, mm-hmm. and he's like, like yeah, like it bums me out temporarily, but in the long run, I know it's totally worth it. Like, yeah, and I, <laughs> joked it. I did. I did slightly consider bringing my two year old to the show.
0: <laughs> I went to Nico case that night. Instead. To which
1: he replied with a sweet home
0: Alabama, Jeff, which ah. was <laughs> totally appropriate. <laughs> um. Yeah. I. Uh, yeah. How Nico. was Nico? Nico was great. Nico yeah. was great. Always. Was. Always fantastic. Great show. Great band.
1: It was John? John played right. Oh, yeah. 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 Of course yeah, he did. Yeah.
0: Yep. <laughs> Incredible musician, hometown boy.
1: Yeah. Oh, I did. Uh, I did write down. There's the Build-A-Bear, Build-A-Bear. the Build-A-Bear Bear Workshop. Yep. And then I don't know if we got to the part yet where Jason's gonna hop
0: in a kangaroo pouch. For oh real. yeah, we're just about to <laughs> get stations to over it. there. If you wanna fly like a falcon.
2: <laughs> and over there, we filled a ball pit with puppies. That's fun. Oh,
0: that sounds <laughs> amazing. Oh, and
2: have you ever wanted yes. to sit in a kangaroo pouch?
5: My whole thing, life. <laughs>
2: So we can all hang up here for a bit, and then we can head over to your party. Sound good?
5: Yo, this place is lit. I'm going to go jump in that kangie's pouch.
2: <laughs> okay. So honey, you just need to walk around the party looking Except miserable. In Jason's version. Great. Just like that. Perfect.
0: Kangaroo jack and then uh, and, uh, Chidi and I will keep... <laughs> movies. There was more than one?
1: I think there was at least one. There was one, and then a direct-to-video sequel.
0: Aye. Okay. I yeah.
6: Didn't know. An eye on Michael. Where's Michael? Ah! Uh, I think I found them.
2: There they are! ¿Qué pasa, muchachos? (laughs) Hey there, bud. You okay? (laughs)
3: Okay. I'm a new man. Oh, Eleanor, thank you so much for the advice about shoving my feelings down deep. I feel so much better. It's like I'm surfing on this wave of positivity. Is that Janet? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Have you met my secretary, Jeanette? She's (laughs) a lot like Janet, but she doesn't pretend like she has all the answers.
2: Oh, uh...
6: Hi, Jeanette. Oh,
2: no, it's still me. Janet, Michael just asked that I change my appearance. And also, say things like, you're so funny. And <laughs> yeah. so, how many quarterbacks are in a home run? <laughs> Man,
3: <laughs> repressing your feelings is great. I was feeling stress all the time, and now it's just so easy. Babe, we need to get some food into you, get you something to eat. I don't eat anything. She's perfect. <laughs> hey, turn that around. <laughs> Roll them dice, So...
1: You can't help but notice that, of course, Michael looks like James Woods.
0: A little bit. In
1: the 1980s, dressed yeah, in the style of Don Johnson. Yes, uh, yes. Miami Vice. Mm-hmm. Between this and Mindy St. Clair's obsession with uh, the 80s, yes, I-, I can't help but wonder, like, what? Like what? What's with the
0: eighties, man? <laughs> well, these are all these are all the writers are people who were yeah. <laughs> between our ages in the eighties. Mm-hmm. So you know, there's a there's a well, there's a palpable palp uh, oh boy palpable nostalgia for it. I'm sure. Yeah. And uh, also, it's now a decade that's pointed to as uh, being a hallmark of excess and and uh, and terrible behavior. Truth. So. <laughs> That's that's not so much a nostalgic view of it, I guess, as a, hey, look, we're going to uh, represent all the worst of humanity by having it look like it was the 80s. <laughs> it did kind of hurt, actually, but I love it. So he's moved
2: on from existential crisis to just straight-up midlife crisis. That's good, right? You know, a ton of guys like that back in Arizona. I mean, they hit on you when they're drunk and their breast smells like supplements, but overall, they're pretty
6: harmless. <laughs> it's Chinese for Japan. Uh-
3: <laughs>
1: so cool.
6: No, no. This is worse. I mean, an existential crisis is an acknowledgement that life is absurd and that absurdity needs to be confronted. But this is just denial, and at any moment that denial could collapse, and he'll be a mess. He is a jenga tower of sadness.
2: For an immortal being, he's pretty fragile. I mean, the guy contemplates his own death for one forking minute and completely loses his grip on reality.
0: Oh, this was Uh-oh. sad. I do like um, the, uh, the... the the. We were just talking about tattoos, right? The yeah. T- the, this tattoo is Chinese for Japan. Yes. It seems like every... Um, oh, and the Jenga Tower of Sadness. Yes. I like that visual as well. Um, it's like pretty
1: much... I hate to stereotype, but it seems like every guy, bro, in Scottsdale who's ever gone like an ancient Chinese symbol is like, yeah it's chinese for japan (laughs) it means something really deep this reminds me of
0: keep grounded bro (laughs) oh man you captured that well and it was sickening (laughs) you're welcome
2: you didn't have to come i
4: said i'm fine
6: yeah well i know you guys weren't super close but still it's hard losing a parent
4: eleanor mommy's here baby Oh, and who is this tall drink of Always oh, with the glass of um, wine this with a is straw. Boyfriend? Yeah. Sam? Sam, this is my Sister! Mother. Sister. Oh, it's not going to work. It's my ex-husband's funeral. Thanks for blowing my cover, Doug. <laughs> Listen, baby, don't be sad, okay? Your father wasn't great. Let's call him what he was. A fart in the shape of a man. Can you just <laughs> I don't want to turn Dad's funeral into a roast. I'm not. I'm just saying he sucked. I mean, the only photo they could get of him was a mugshot. He was a doof, so don't be sad that he's gone. I'm not he, sad. Uh, I'm fine. Good.
5: You,
1: think
4: had you know, I had a taxi. long-running bet on <laughs> Elmore's father that I would outlive I him. You right? want to guess who won that one? Come on,
0: guess. Well, oh, we're at his funeral. It's pretty cool.
4: I did. I won. He's dead. Up top. <laughs>
0: Whoa. (laughs) It's
4: our bar. I'm just gonna.
2: Did my mom slip you her hotel room key?
0: Yes.
1: Yes, she did.
2: Thanks her, so much for coming to Gunner.
0: her hotel room key at her ex-husband's funeral. Yes. Oh, God, what a horrible woman that is. Seriously, very much so.
2: Birthday party. Now, there was a little bit of a mix-up, and Tahani also planned a birthday party over at the restaurant. So, why
7: don't we all head over there? Uh, no need. This party is far superior. I'm
5: sure yours is amazing. Well,
7: I did fine on the decor, but I don't have, you know actual unicorns you can ride <laughs> <laughs> so you'll just stay
2: here and have fun okay well if, if that's what you want let's all get back to the party then
5: hang
3: hey out there mis amigos oh no no oh, no no no, 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 no michael oh wait okay i know what you're thinking birth is a curse and existence is a prison but don't think about that don't be sad you guys Focus on something great, like Dracar Noir, which I am wearing a lot of tonight, or the sharper image catalog. What can't those guys ionize? By the way, I am feeling amazing. I'm going to do some push-ups. Then we'll go around the room and name our favorite cheese
2: Okay, that's good with the speeches That's good, yeah Let's all get back to the party What was that? You didn't run any of that by me
3: Oh, I know, I know, I'm sorry, babe Listen, when you guys first took over I was upset But it's all good now I mean, anger is toxic I'm not about that negativity Meat torture as suit torture I am so happy you're in charge
2: Okay, well,
3: good Namaste Chica,
2: <laughs> Do you want to dance? No. Okay.
7: <laughs> I'm leaving. I'm too miserable to stay here for one more second. Why? There are baby
5: monkeys and dolphins to ride and the game of hungry, hungry hippos with actual hippos. This party is way better than ours. Why are you miserable?
7: Oh. <laughs> you stay and have fun. I'm going to go and throw myself a pity party, though I doubt I can even throw one of those properly. Oh.
3: God, I love this stuff. Oh, let's keep this party going. What now, huh? Want to hit the clubs? Oh, 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 Vegas. No, 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 no. Even better, Dubai. <gasps> Jeanette, make us a Dubai.
0: I kind of feel make us a Dubai. So, I, I should only. Be-
3: I should only be
1: so lucky to have, like, a midlife crisis like this, or...
0: <laughs> well, or your wife should be so unlucky. <laughs> yeah. Or, like, where's
1: or my midlife crisis is panic attacks and, like, well, anxiety.
0: I, you know, I don't know. I, I have not... I, I, I'm, I, I, I'm, I am having the panic attacks and, and so forth as well, but... I you know it's uh I would kind of rather do that than the than the expensive sports car, tarted up vacant companion midlife crisis that uh, that Michael's being yeah
1: it's only just because I find the panic attacks like so debilitating yeah like I feel like it just like I should be able to do things and the panic attacks don't. Prevent me from doing that. Mm-hmm. That and the negativity that comes with it. Sure, I I kind of wish I could just, you know, know nah about the negativity stuff, man. <laughs> be positive. <laughs> like that's and we're more, a dark car noir. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> See, if they really were going for something, it'd be X Body Spray. <laughs> <laughs> well, they tried. They did have him. Uh, discover and love Red Bull.
2: Like, maybe we should wind down, how huh, about No, no,
0: can't do that. Can't
3: stop moving. Can't stop moving. If I stop moving, I'll start thinking. If I start thinking, I'll start thinking about things I don't want to think about, like death. Oops. Uh, I'm thinking about it now. Um. Yep, thinking about death again. Oh, I know. Jeanette and I have been taking uh, Samba
2: lessons, huh?
3: Let us show you how to do it. Come
2: Uh, on. I think Vicky bought his excuse, but we need to snap him out of this. Which one of these confusing French books will make him normal again?
6: It's not that easy. I mean, emotionally, he's all over the map right now, and I can't believe I'm saying this, but I don't think this can be solved with a book.
2: What's the big whoop? I dealt with death, and I was fine.
6: Were you? I mean, you never had one moment where you were freaked out by the permanence of death? Never one moment like that.
2: Hey man, you got toothbrush holders?
6: Uh, sure, yeah, right over here. This one's What's about, this? Yeah, Who has this four
2: toothbrushes? Like Bill Gates so well. or something?
1: No, that's like for a family.
2: Family? Like a whole family and their toothbrushes all together? Two slots for the parent toothbrushes and two slots for their
4: kids? Yep.
2: <laughs> so the parent toothbrushes can be close to the kid yeah. toothbrushes and watch over them <laughs> they can all talk about their toothbrush feelings and, and they can hold their little toothbrush hands and they're sad and make sure no harm ever comes to their little bristles.
0: Sure. <laughs> <laughs>
5: I mean, you need a Kleenex.
4: Thank you. Sorry, I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> a family pack.
2: <laughs>
0: oh! <laughs> oh, oh God. So yeah, I she pulled that off really well. I I liked it a lot. I thought it was a good performance. And the poor Bed Bath and Beyond guy. I and but why reach for the plunger
1: first? I well, I mean. Even thinking about, like, her situation, the plunger aside, which is hilarious, and mm-hmm. having an existential crisis in a... Uh,
0: in a Bed, Bath and & and Beyond. Bath & Beyond. Which, you know what? I fully understand that. I could see having an existential crisis in the middle of a Bed, Bath & Beyond. The potpourri isn't... <laughs> potpourri smells
1: alone are enough to give me having an existential crisis. Oh, it, all right. right. But, um... I... I know, my... My mom died when she was 48. Mm-hmm. And... There are a lot of traits, I don't think health wise so much, but as far as like personality wise, that uh, made me think that maybe I don't have it. Makes me I think about it a lot like death. Mm-hmm. Like I only have so much time left. Sure. So having kids late, late in life, or w- when I was married to my ex-wife when we couldn't have kids, I thought, oh, God, no, I'm never going to have kids. Mm-hmm. He's having an existential crisis there. I, I just I took this episode really hard. Oh, yeah?
0: <laughs> yeah. Is that why – so is that why you weren't uh on board with me with it being the – see, I I, I, I saw a lot of myself in this, too, especially, mm. you know, I don't know. my. I didn't have the sort of mom that Eleanor had, you know. I didn't have – That sort of thing. The plunger wouldn't be the first thing I'd go for, man. No, no, no. no, Certainly not. But, um, I mean, I I guess I identified with it from a, like, looking at, uh, of having it from the perspective of bottling things up and not dealing with it. And Mm -hmm. then having this sort of uh, moment that is rather minor. That out of the blue, it suddenly makes you think about the things you didn't want to think about.
1: Yeah, that happens to me all like not like in the last few months. Mm -hmm. That's happened to me like a lot, not because of this podcast, Mm -hmm. Um, just because like things like time for the last since my mom has passed away, I feel like time is running out. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like I could. Go, you know, I'm in my 40s, I feel like I could go anytime. I don't, I hope it, I don't think it's going to happen that way. But I feel like time is limited. So there, there are some things I want to do, like write, <laughs> like make writing a permanent job and <laughs> like provide, yeah. have kids and, you know, see my kids graduate and things of that nature. So it just, I, I think I just took it hard. And, some
0: neophyte for you. <laughs> it just it's like perfect for one. It's hard to catch a cat. The car is pulling to a
3: hole. The truck behind me doesn't know. Everything is in the balance of a moment I can't control. There are sympathetic strings, like stirrings in my soul.
0: But yeah, I think Neil says it, says it all right there. He really does. That's why he's Neil Finn, and yeah. we're not. <laughs> <laughs> that's because yeah.
1: So I, so just to kind of sum it up, like it just hit me kind of hard that it, that it happens sometimes. I feel like Michael, at least in the last few months, I have felt like Michael, where I don't want to get out of bed, and I just think about death a lot. Yeah. And um, medication has helped with that a little bit, but I'm expected to be so open <laughs> on a podcast about comedy, but it's always so touched like a big nerve with me. Yeah, um, and as much as I think,
0: you know, yeah, I, I just well, that's interesting. So. I this episode touched a nerve for me too, but it touched it differently, I guess. Mm. Um, I you know I I have also just recently begun going to therapy, mm. and um, the whole enormity of everything that I have never dealt with before, mm. um, and just even beginning to sort of like run down things and answer questions during that you know beginning process and all mm. of that that. You know I my whole strategy has always been to just be like, "Ah, whatever, it's nothing, and then just mm-hmm. not think about it anymore, and then to be kind of forcing myself into a situation where I'm like, "Wow, that is a lot of shit. I've yeah. been through a lot of shit, <laughs> and uh to just kind of like open where I've always just been not open and just you know like I said, just mm-hmm. anything like that, just file it away, don't worry about it." you know mm-hmm. even though i'm a constant worrier and filled with anxiety mm-hmm. uh it's i don't know so that that to me it was like okay i kind of i kind of feel what they're going through and i was ready to laugh at it a little bit i guess mm-hmm. um where i could see also being in a situation where i might not feel like laughing at it that day mm-hmm. you know i think when i watched this last night i didn't I
1: was already pretty tired, feeling kind of sick. Mm-hmm. And it had been a pretty rough week, just in general. So I, my laugh factor was already way down.
0: And then this hit you in the face. Yeah, and this kind
1: of hit me in the face a little bit.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I know off mic we were talking about how like I wasn't like particularly in love with this episode. It's, it is actually a, thinking about with some rest, some cold medication, and... <laughs> some distance.
0: (laughs) And after having talked about squeeze for two hours. Yeah. (laughs) And a little bit of pizza. Yeah. uh,
1: uh, Yes, exactly. (laughs) Potato pizza. Who knew? (laughs) Um, It um, uh, it is, this is a really good solid episode. Like it talks about like, as far as like with what we're used to, the template, it does hit home some good philosophies it talks uh, about
0: a lot of real stuff mm-hmm. while managing to be a sitcom you yes. know um this is a very special episode of what the fork yes it
1: is. <laughs> it really is it's it's not special in the fact that we need to put a parental advisory on it even though there
0: there is some discussion of masturbation <laughs> yes but
1: and we always cuss you know
0: Well, which is why there's a parental advisory on it. Um, What's with
1: all the cuss words,
0: dude? (laughs) What the fuck are you talking about, man? You
1: have to use so many cuss words, dude. See, and now we have an impression on the show by Sam Elliott, my very bad Sam Elliott. Yeah. yeah.
0: (laughs) Have it here, way, dude. (laughs) Yeah, man. (laughs) It's a shame about Donnie, but I happen to have a... Have it on good word that there's a little Lebowski on the way. Uh,
1: if they, um. side note, I know Totoro is making a movie about Jesus. About the Jesus? About the Jesus. No kidding. Yes. But if they ever make like a sequel, like you pretty much got a prime thing there, baby Lebowski.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, they've talked about that.
1: It would be such an un-Cohen Brothers thing to do, though. It would be. So,
0: I don't know. I dig your style, dude. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I'd be curious to see how they...
0: I ain't been to London, and I ain't seen no queen in her damn dundies. (laughs) 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 Uh,
1: But, um, yeah, just um, bringing it back. Like It was just... Yeah, it was hard to take. I feel like I still occasionally feel like I have. I'm on. I know we're all on limited time. Mm-hmm. But I feel like my time is just limited the most, and you know, I just want to get off my duff and do shit. And
0: so, can I say that the poetry of you saying I want to get off my duff and do shit? <laughs> it's fantastic, sir. Fucking damn it, man! <laughs> <laughs> like. I'm going to say duff instead of ass, but I'm going to say shit. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm a regular David fucking
1: Mamet, dude. There you go. Fucking Aaron Sorkin.
2: (laughs) I don't know if what I'm going to say is going to hurt or help, but screw it. Do you know what's really happening right now? You're learning what it's like to be human. All humans are aware of death. So we're all a little bit sad all the time that's just the deal
3: sounds like a crappy deal
2: well yeah it is but we don't get offered any other ones and if you try and ignore your sadness it just ends up leaking out of you anyway i've been there and everybody's been there so don't fight it and in the words of a very wise bed bath and beyond employee i once knew (laughs) go ahead and cry all you want But you're going to have to pay for that toilet plunger.
5: (laughs) Are you something to eat?
7: I'm not hungry. I just want to sit and stare at nothing and silently scream for the rest of time.
5: I might be way off base here, but you seem kind of bummed.
7: (laughs) I really thought I could throw a better party than a magical, all-powerful being. And moreover, what's this say about me, about the life I lived? The way they're torturing me is through event planning mishaps. <laughs> and it works. <laughs> Am I really that shallow?
5: Listen, back in Jacksonville, I was in charge of a 60-person dance group. Whenever we audition a new dancer, we would rate them in five categories. I Dancing in coolness, <laughs> dopeness, freshness, and smart brain. I would give you an 8 in every category. But well, 8 isn't bad, I
7: suppose.
5: Oh, no, no, no. 8 is the best. <laughs> it was a scale of 1 to 13, but 8 was highest. The scale went up and then back down like a 10. Why? It's not important. Lately, you've been really down on yourself, but you're the most amazing person I've ever met, but besides Michael. And he was constantly torturing us, so I'd only rank him a 10.
7: Which is worse <laughs> than an 8. That's so unnecessarily confusing. <laughs>
5: the point is, you're cool, dope, fresh, and smart-brained. never seen you dance, but I bet you're good, because you're good at everything. You're awesome. Be nicer to yourself.
0: Oh, Jason. Thank you, Jason. Everybody needs a Jason. He's so wise. From one
7: eight to another.
6: Excellent progress this week to Honey, devastated by party mishap. Eleanor continues to be a selfish monster, creating burden for Chidi.
2: Selfish monster? I brought you back from the brink of an existential coma, dude. No, no,
6: I have to embellish your
3: misery on these fake torture reports so that my boss doesn't get suspicious. But really, I am grateful you pulled me out of my funk.
6: Well, now that you've become acquainted with existential crises, I thought we could read Death by philosopher Todd May. Sounds like the perfect beach read. (laughs) Should we wait for Tahani and Jason? Where are those goofballs? So, um,
7: dun dun, dun. should probably (laughs)
5: discuss.
7: That was awesome. It was. (laughs) Surprisingly so. (laughs)
1: We should still discuss. I know how to make cereal. Sure, but Jason. Okay, be right back. We get to the part where he says, "I know how to make cereal." Ah, we
0: talked. (laughs) Yeah, we talked over it. I know how to make cereal. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I mean, yeah, Tahani and Jason's relationship is very sweet. And, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. No. It was well done.
1: Yes, I, I I like that. I mean, the irony is, is
0: that in
1: the first season, they were supposed to be soulmates, but he mm-hmm. realized that his soulmate was um, uh, Janet because mm-hmm. uh, she brought him stuff. Right, yeah. W- whereas I feel like Tahani and Jason hook up here because... They had something to bring each other.
0: They did, so, yes. Although, what did Tahani have to bring Jason other than sex?
1: Um, validation of his stupidity, <laughs> 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 that, I, despite his, despite his, you know, him being him. That he is a, he's a good, he's a good natured guy.
0: Well, and I think that he I think that what he does is make Tahani appreciate things differently as well, or take mm-hmm. stock of her own life. She's already taking stock of her own life, the fact that they're able to torture her through event planning. Yes. Um but then also, you know, she's spent her entire life with I don't know, snogging with Ryan Gosling or whatever. <laughs> and uh and and here she, you know, she's uh, had her socks knocked off by Jason. Uh-huh. So I, I don't know. I think
1: it, and Jason is disarmed both Michael and Duhani. Mm-hmm. And the only one, of course, the only one who probably sees him for, what he, for the two people who see Jason for what he is is Chidi and
0: Eleanor. Right. Yeah. 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 And so, I mean, it seems like, it seems a little bit to me like, uh, Jason embodies like embodies what Eleanor and Chidi have separately a little bit, you know, and has them working in harmony. Um minus the intelligence. Yeah. <laughs> he just he doesn't he's kind of like He's like a child to go back to, to, uh, the big Lebowski. He's like a child, but he's got the innocence and he's kind of, um, in his own way, even though he's done bad things, he doesn't, he's not somebody who, he doesn't seem to act out of malice. Mm -hmm. It's just, uh, you were mean to me, so I'm going to be mean to you sort of thing. Um, And then, for the most part, he's somebody who works from giving people the benefit of the doubt um, until they are terrible to him. Mm -hmm. It's funny because
1: we don't know, at least up until the show so far, we don't know much about the way Jason was raised. We know exactly how Eleanor was raised. Yes. With a negligent mom and a... Jailbird dad. Sure, yes. Who probably wore the pink undies. Right. <laughs> uh, um, and it, she made that she came out angry and mean. Yeah. And, again, we don't know much about where Jason grew up. but well, he, he
0: told, She developed defense mechanisms yeah. that Jason didn't have. Exactly.
1: Have. Yeah, or somehow he comes up with being sweet and kind and right, good-natured, despite... Being from Florida.
0: Right. Um, I mean, he has thrown Molotov cocktails at people's boats.
1: Yeah, but, I mean, that's because he's getting sued. And, yeah. And DJ Music, man.
0: <laughs> DJ Music was a jerk. DJ yeah. Music deserved it. Yeah. He, uh, he, it takes... Or not, no, who was it? DJ, Mr. Music, the DJ, was Jason, right? And it's um, it's Acid Cat. Yeah, CJ Acid Cat. Yeah. Yeah.
1: CJ Acid Cat was a jerk.
0: Acid Cat was a, yeah. Yeah. Was a jerk. It's
1: a jerk, man.
0: Yeah. Real duff hole. Um, <laughs> 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 all right. Well, I we're just about to wrap it up. And yeah. We're barely over an hour. This is a shorty for us. I know. It's making up for our earlier two hour session, <laughs> I guess.
1: So we should do this again sometime.
0: We should. <laughs> Indeed. Oh. all right very cool we'll do it for episode 19 sounds
1: great well that's the trolley one so that one should be
0: that's that's another that's Ooh. gonna be That's gonna be a great episode that's gonna be so good that's then we then you can stop uh spoiling things for people <laughs> i <laughs> i saw i was sorry you did I, and i I, and I don't think that Tyler has a problem with it I'm the one who keeps bringing it back I know uh because I'm an Eleanor. um <laughs> i I'm a I'm an Eleanor with the decision making capability of a cheaty and I am I'm an Eleanor yeah'm <laughs> um now we didn't uh I realized that even though we talked about the Instagram up top um, we didn't really uh we didn't do a proper like media plug. So uh, at what the fork pod on everything, Twitter, Instagram. Well, those two things Uh, at at what the fork pod at gmail.com to email us. Um, Poll is over. I think nobody voted.
1: Uh, No, we did get one vote.
0: We got one vote. Did they vote for you? No. Oh, really?
1: No. (laughs) (laughs) They they didn't vote vote for you either. Oh,
0: good. (laughs) Good. I was going to say, did they vote for option three? Yeah.
1: For option three. (laughs) Good. All right. So, once
0: again, my attempts for validation were... <laughs> were do we, well, and I and I am afraid that my Sam Elliott was much better than yours, so... Um, well, we're not doing that today. No, 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 no. We're not doing so, that. Um,
1: we almost made it through this episode without impressions. So we did.
0: We did almost do it. But then we started talking about The Big Lebowski, so yeah. um, it was impossible at that point. Now, if... Um, if you Fork Buddies could rate and review the podcast wherever you happen to be listening, that would be hugely appreciated because it helps our visibility in whatever app you're listening to us on. Of course, Apple Podcasts is still king or queen or whatever, um, so ratings and reviews there would, would would be super helpful, but wherever, and yeah. uh, and. We're uh, always appreciative of you listening, and if you want to tell other people you like to listen to us, or if you want to tell people you don't like to listen to us, that's cool too. Yeah. And uh, other than that, I'll do it this time. Take it, Sleazy Fork, buddies. (laughs) Or wait, 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 wait. Let me do it as Sam Elliott in in the big... Let me... Hold on, hold on, hold on. The dude. No, wait, wait, wait. I ain't never seen no queen in her darn nundies. Okay. Take a sleazy fork, buddies. There we go. We'll go out on, on that. <laughs> <laughs> this has been a Hoon Waddle production. If you enjoyed this podcast, why not check out one of our other fine podcasts available from HootenWaddle.com. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or any number of podcast apps. If you'd like to support Hoot & Waddle and get access to an exclusive member-only podcast, receive discounts on merch, and more, go to patreon.com forward slash hoot and waddle.